0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, Hello and welcome to the guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning, every single day at 8 a.m. UK time. Thank you so much, as always, for making this a part of your morning routines. Do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Good morning to those joining us live in today's chat box. Let's scroll up and see who's got in there first. Black Shine, good morning to you. To Matt G. Uh, Rich, Caru, Martin, Johnny, Paul, Marcus, PJ, James. Good morning, guys. Alex, Carl, Marcus, uh, Al-Hassan. We've got Keems, Vivian, Alex, Gunajake, Ween returning as well. Fantastic to see you. Hope you're doing good and well, my friend. Uh, let's jump into things immediately. Uh, going straight away, of course, with some reaction to last night's Amazing performance. I mean, we don't particularly want to talk too positively about Manchester City, but sometimes you just have to sit back and enjoy football, even if it's not your own team. And watching the best striker in the world, and that's what Erling Holland is, do what he did last night was a uh it was genuinely a pleasure to to watch. And uh whilst certainly there were some contentious moments in the game, um, refereeing decisions Certainly uh, at the forefront of that fixture, uh, the handball, the Edison incident, by the way, it's never a handball. And certainly Edison should have seen punishment for what he did. But uh, yeah, overall, Haaland uh, individually was a worrying factor. Um, And when it comes down, I think, to particular discussions around how good this Man City team are and that apparently Arsenal are going up against you know, a weaker Man City team than what we've come to expect over recent seasons. When you see that they've now got their own, who I believe to be someone that can get to the same level of Messi, Ronaldo, certainly Ronaldo um, in the same kind of forward style in terms of physicality and power, um, to suggest that this Man City team are therefore weaker, but have early Haaland in their side added from last season. I just find a little bit mad. So the fact that Arsenal still managed to remain five points clear of their main title rivals, in is in itself an amazing achievement. The other part of that, of course, is uh, that Man City then progressed to the last eight, which means that their continuation of European action uh, does go on. And that our Arsenal, as we hope, will win tomorrow against Sporting, will therefore, of course, uh, be keeping in line with the number of games that Man City are going to have to play as they prioritise this competition over the premier league now in terms of european competition arsenal could face worldwide disappointment if they don't improve their european coefficients now in 2025 the expectation for a club world cup expansion to 32 teams is set to take place and that those 32 teams will be made up of clubs that have won their respective champions league competitions in their continents But also the rest of those sides will be included based upon those that have won uh, a higher ranking in the coefficients. Now, Arsenal are said to currently be 23rd in the coefficients, which would not be enough to grant them access to the Club World Cup. Um, it's a competition that can earn you a significant amount of money, as much as £25 million just for entering. And so Arsenal will certainly want to be part of this competition for the financial benefits. It is due to take place in June and July during the off-season and can act as somewhat as a preparation tournament that also brings in significant financial benefits to the club. Arsenal will have to significantly improve their coefficients if they want to take part or with their participation in the Champions League next season, they would likely need to win the competition if they want to be involved in 2025. There is hope, of course, that with Arsenal establishing themselves higher up the Premier League table and going further in European competitions like the Champions League, that this will certainly hope to raise their coefficients. But no matter how we feel about the fact about Arsenal being in or out of a Club World Cup that is expanded in June and July to 32 teams. It seems as though we're also in a position where we might need to be part of it um, and certainly need to be part of the financial benefits that come forward. Otherwise, you risk falling a little bit behind your rivals. Arsenal trained ahead the of their game against Sporting on Thursday, and both Jesus and Trossard were involved as expected. Uh, it seems as though Jesus is getting fitter and fitter by the day. And who knows, we could be even be surprised potentially to see him included in the starting lineup. Tomorrow evening. Kieran Tierney has held talks supposedly with Mikel Arteta regarding his game time. As we know, Newcastle are quite uh virulently interested in trying to sign Kieran Tierney. And the Scotland International has, of course, been completely out of the fold right now. Um, and Alexander Zinchenko, who, by the way, a brilliant video has been produced on Tifo's YouTube channel. I recommend you go and watching explaining his role and why it works so well. I certainly recommend going and watching that if you haven't done so already, after you finish this video, of course. Um, but yes, Kieran Tinney has said to have held talks, but... What is interesting to come out of those talks, according to Ben Jacobs, is that a decision has not yet been made over his future. He is said not to have made a decision yet over his future and that the talks were more productive and that he has understood that still fighting for his place is going to be very important. Um, but unfortunately for me, uh, without Alexander Zinchenko getting an injury or a suspension, I just don't see Tierney breaking his way into the Premier League first team. But I certainly do expect him to start in tomorrow's game against Sporting. Moving ahead, and Nuno Tavares, unfortunately, is going for a bit of a rough Hatch, um, a piece uh, on Cuer Marseille, uh, a French website describing the performances of the Marseille side, wrote a quite scathing review of his latest performance in the two tour two two draw against Strasbourg. Uh, it reads: Tavares is getting worse and worse. The Marseille group is less efficient, but so are some individuals. This is this is translated by the way, so apologies for any grammar grammatical issues. Uh, this is the case of the Portuguese. Portuguese. Portuguese piston uh, which annoys both in its choices and attitude aligned in his left lane he often made the wrong choices lost 25 balls through hazardous passes or upside down races I mean that's definitely has to be (laughs) a translation. Upside down races. Incredible. He crosses at the near post following a superb deflection from Alexis Sanchez, while Malinowski was alone at the second. The worst is his nonchalant attitude in defence. Trust the the French translation not to mess up nonchalant uh, in defence. And he trots uh, and does not seem concerned. I assume that's talking about his lack of uh, intensity to, to get back, I suppose. He is guilty on the first Strasbourg Joel, not looking at this ball and letting Ahulu uh, strike. And on the equaliser, he leaves the centre, marking distance and lack of aggressiveness, a level and an involvement that drops from match to match. Not good, it sounds like. Um, he's been playing both right wing back and left wing back in recent fixtures. So not even the positional um, factors can mitigate away from what is seemingly a criticism. Um, Tavares for those that thought we would be getting 40 million as we used to debate As I said before, I think we'll be lucky to get between 15 and 20 for the Portuguese left-back. But he will return in the summer and we will see indeed what does happen. Now, Ancelotti has labelled Eduardo Camavinga as untouchable. Arsenal were linked with the French international midfielder in January and were keen on signing the player before they ended up moving for Jorginho, even on just a loan deal, supposedly, according to reports. However, Real Madrid have never and will certainly, it seems, whilst Ancelotti is there, have no interest in selling or even allowing Eduardo Camavinga to move on from the club. This may be disappointing uh, for Arsenal supporters, of course. I certainly disappointing for me. I'd love to see Arsenal somehow manage to to grab Eduardo Camavinga from Real Madrid, but the Italian coach has said, "Nope, not happening. You're never ever getting him. He is untouchable." So any hope is certainly now gone so uh do please not get your hopes up about a camavinga potential buy okay let's go to part two then and your questions right after this hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Okay, uh, of course, do get involved with our latest uh, merchandise, which helps support Cancer McMillan uh, and also the Arsenal Foundation. Uh, we've had plenty of people uh, help raise money for our two charities just by getting involved in purchasing one or both of the hats. Why stop at one? Uh, make it match either of your home or away kit. With this going so well, I'm hoping that there's more ideas probably coming in the summer. Uh, for some more different types of merchandise too. But uh, I received a picture a couple of days ago that suggests that they are on their way to those that have purchased them in the early batch Uh, and more will be obviously released in the coming days too. So if you do get hold of them, I'd love to see you posting some pictures with your new TGT cap on social media, sending it in if you're comfortable to do so. I'd love to see that. Um, And tagging, of course, the Arsenal Foundation and Cancer McMillan support if you do uh, do so. So thank you, everybody that has already helped out uh okay let's jump into the chat box then and see what you guys are talking about and go through some of your questions um james curry says controversial question oh i don't know i don't like controversial questions um but what are your thoughts on arsenal signing joao felix in the summer chelsea do not have an option to buy and are unlikely to be playing champions league football he now has that premier league experience i tell you what i have been very impressed by Gerard Felix, Uh, I have been very impressed indeed by what I have seen of the Portuguese international. I think he has fit into the Premier League a lot smoother than maybe me or even some of the experts I spoke to in January ever expected him to be able to achieve. So yes, very impressed indeed. Uh, Would I sign him? I'm not so sure if Arsenal would be willing to go to the heights of the fee that Atletico Madrid would be demanding, and I think it would be a very, very big fee for J uh, for Azeral J- uh, Felix. The thing is, I'm not sure how comfortable he even gets into Arsenal's team. He doesn't start over Jesus. He doesn't start necessarily at the moment over Trossard, ironically. Um, and it's a question of then how do you fit him into the side? He does fit, like he would be a really good, I think, centre forward for us based upon how he's played for um, for Chelsea, but. I'm not sure if Arsenal would be willing to go to the high heights that Atleti would be expecting the money to be paid for. Um, Chris says, Hey Tom, does West Ham's current season worry you about Declan Rice? Uh, Not particularly. No, there's a great, a couple of articles that actually went out over the weekend um, that kind of talked about Declan Rice's influence this season and how, uh, West Ham's performances have been kind of in spite of Declan Rice, and actually how he's performed to a significantly high level, and that he kind of there was a few articles in particular saying how he kind of silenced his critics at the weekend. So if you had if you can, I recommend going and seeking those out and giving them a read. Um to Don Block One Ten says. Uh, what will be bigger, Arsenal winning the league this year or when Blackburn won the league? I've had some rivals already trying to say that Blackburn was bigger, even though they finished second the year before. Of course, it's it's very difficult to make those comparisons between different eras of football. And when Blackburn won the league, they had got a significant amount of financial backing and bought some of the best players on the market, like Alan Shearer, et cetera. Arsenal have obviously spent a lot of money, but contextually, I don't think you'd look at that and say it's kind of the same. I don't think you'd look at that at all and say that there are similarities between the business of the two clubs. Um, I think that Arsenal's achievement would be bigger. I think the league is is far more competitive. I think that the teams lower down the table are far better as well compared to what they would have been when Blackburn won, uh, won the table. So, uh, yeah, I'd say that our achievement is is significantly uh, more impressive than Blackburn's. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, however, if Arteta has been linked with Real Madrid and Ancelotti leaves, why put a bid in for Camavinga and see how far we... Hey, look, I've got no, nothing against us trying to put a bid in, Lin, uh, whatsoever. Uh, and uh, I don't expect it to be accepted but uh, I'd uh, I'd be very surprised if it happened but yeah there's nothing wrong with uh, with putting a uh, with putting a bid in uh, says, hey Tom genuine question when does usually a Premier League trophy celebration happen planning to come to London for that lost all hope of going to a match live um I wouldn't know the exact date of when they would plan it for it's usually done within the the um, the weeks following the end of the season to be fair um it's not done like months afterwards it's usually done weeks after it finished if you remember the fa cup parades back in 20 i want to say it was 2013 uh, 2014 uh, i think it was a few weeks after the comp after the competition was finished so yeah not too long after um might have even been days uh, after the fa cup was was won so yeah I'd I'd aim if you're coming over to, to, to do the kind of week or two after, but do please wait to confirmation. Don't take my word as gospel gospel. Uh, I'd be surprised if they didn't do something like that. If we won the that, you'd expect them to, um, let's go to a Mr. Joe curses. Can we get a flying fish and TGT sneeze half and half scarf? <laughs> I mean, who is going to wear that? <laughs> Imagine going to the game with a flying fish emoji on your scarf. You'd look like an absolute fool. Um, Um, Matt G says, I don't doubt Balogun's quality, but is he the right profile for a possession-based side? He seems that he thrives playing in the counter-attacking style and I'm getting Pepe vibes. Oh, I think that's maybe a little bit harsh uh, to make the Pepe comparison. I think that there is an argument about whether or not he fits into this team. And actually, I've written a piece this morning for Football London talking about how Trossard's performances could actually spell the end not just for Balogun, but potentially for Enketia's future at the club. There's a lot of debate about whether which one of Enketia or Balogun should stay. And actually there could be a reality where Nida stays, and Arsenal could look to move both on because they feel as though the players are much better suited. Elsewhere and don't necessarily fit as comfortably into Arteta's centre-forward plan. That said, I think Balogun has greater adaptability to play in that centre-forward role for Arsenal than Ketia. Ketia is much more of an out-and-out number nine. Balogun, whilst playing at the tip of the spear for Rons this season, I think certainly is still capable of drifting a lot more you look at his heat maps of this season and I certainly think they demonstrate that but there is a reality I think where we could lose both of those players and get significant money and reinvest that in another forward and there's always been suggestions that Arsenal are keeping tabs on potential striker targets and it would suggest that both of those could yet still move on in the not no dis- in the not so distant future um let's go to Uh, John says, would you go for James Ward-Prowse, the best free-kick taker in the world, statistically, as Southampton are likely to get relegated? I don't think so. Not because I don't like him and I do rate him. I just think that there are better midfield targets to fill the spots that we would likely be looking to fill this summer. Simple as that, really. Um, Let's go to... Uh, Franklin says, Tom, all this criticism for Tavares is just to reduce the price for him. Marseille, 25 million or nothing. Uh, I have had suspicions, Franklin, that this is certainly something that might be being tried. There could be a bit of a, what's the word? There's a special terminology. A smear campaign is what I'm looking for for, uh, against Tavares in an attempt to see if they can lower the price tag of Tavares. But even if there was... I still think his starting price tag is closer to 15 to 20 million pounds than anything above 20. I just don't see any comparative players at his level, at his age, going for anything more. Feel free to show me some suggestions, but I don't know of anyone who's comparatively in the same kind of quality bracket and age bracket going for anything more than 15 to 20 million, personally. Uh, Let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Fouad says, I saw an article from Sammy Mottbell about how Trossard gets very grumpy and moody if he's not playing first-team football. I'm fine with that, personally, but is this something Mikel should be keeping in mind? Um, I mean, I don't think so. I think Trossard's moved to Arsenal and recognises that there's always going to be significant competition for places in the team, and he wouldn't have made that move if he didn't realise that that was going to happen. At Brighton, I think it's different. I think at Brighton, with respect to the club, Trossard is of a level that he should be playing every single game, whereas at Arsenal, things are a lot more competitive. So, no, Fouad, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. Um, Yomi says, Tom, Would you? what do you think about Gvardio? He activated his Mustafi gene yesterday. <laughs> yeah, didn't have the best of games. Uh, players have off games. It's important to remember that. You can't expect perfect performances every single week. Gvardio is a fantastic talent, a very good player, and will move for a very, very big fee in the summer, I imagine, probably to Chelsea knowing the way they operate, or Manchester City, one of the two. So we'll wait and see what happens with Guardiola, but he's a very talented player, and uh, certainly that game yesterday should not be a summary of his quality because he's worth and is better than what we saw yesterday. Let's go to um Max Amir says, speaking of laying down arms, did you watch Talk Sports Log where Jason Cundey, uh is helping Jamie O'Hara come to terms with having to watch Arsenal win the league while his club is slipping? Um, yes, I have seen the clip. It's glorious. And, um, you know, every single person that has doubted and criticised Arsenal has had this coming to them and deserves it. And I'm going to watch Every one of the painful seconds they have enjoying Arsenal's potential title win, should it happen. Uh, Dan says, Hey, Tom, I'm so worried about what I might do if we win the league. It'll be crazy after 20 years. Please check on me the next day. Well, make sure you check into the channel, Dan. You can be sure that we'll be doing a show the morning after if it happens, if I'm alive. Uh, Lynn says, Tom, genuine question. If we keep publicising the players we are linked with, we could be in the same situation as last summer with Todd Bowley. Do you agree? I don't necessarily think, Lynn, that it's Arsenal that are ever in control of that. Unfortunately, the selling clubs... The representatives of the players want the information usually to be public because it invites greater bids from other clubs than just Arsenal. It can raise the price tag. It can use as be used as a tactic to try and raise the price tag and obviously shop the player around more, as I've said. So I don't necessarily think that Arsenal are publicising the players that we're linked to. I think it's more so, in fact, I'm almost certainly sure it's, it's pretty much 100%. The other clubs and the representatives that more are likely to leak Arsenal's interest in players to try and invite greater competition and bidding wars for their players. Um, Jay says, uh, Morning Tom, honest answer. If you had to predict the results win, lose, or draw for the remaining fixtures, what would you predict? <laughs> that is a horrible question. I mean, I'm never one to shrink from a challenge. I won't do the Europa League games, but I'll do the Premier League games. Win against Crystal Palace. Win against Leeds. Draw at Liverpool. Beat West Ham. Beat Southampton. Oh, City! I think, I think we will probably lose. And I hate to say that, but you're gonna have to lose somewhere. I just don't see us staying unbeaten for the rest of the season think City might win that. Uh, beat Chelsea at home. Beat Newcastle away. Beat Brighton. Beat Forest. Beat Wolves. Win the league. Job done. Lovely stuff. Finished tackled the question (laughs) um let's go to and by the way if city do end up beating us twice this season and we win the league i don't want to hear anything like oh but you lost to the team that you were back i'm sorry we were the only team in the whole division that beat leicester city twice when when they won the league we did our job no one else did so i'm sorry but if you start hearing people start saying something like that it's ridiculous since seen some clips of Man City fans trying to hype the fact up that when we went to Man City, we shrunk. Well, I'm sorry, but Man City haven't even faced Arsenal's proper team yet this season. No Partey, no Gabriel Jesus. We have not played them in our best shape. And until we do do that, uh, we can make, you know, we can't make too many assumptions about what Arsenal's best side would do against City because we've not had it available to us um let's go to Maximir says tom can we ride the hype train on Tavares and somehow send it to chelsea or newcastle uh we can get a very good amount of money that way uh i can't do that because i will just always remain very much grounded and objective in my assumption and assessment of players but feel free to start a uh, Tavares campaign to boost up his profile on social media i'm not going to stop you Uh, Derek uh, aka YouTube user (laughs) says hey Tom good to see you on Sunday Uh, the energy of the team on Sunday was pre-World Cup where uh, where do you think that has come from also um, it's a bit uh, depressing I guess the part is going on international duty yes Mm, not the best thing but uh, hopefully he comes back unscathed in terms of it was also very nice to see you too, Derek on Sunday Uh, the energy of the team in terms of what we've seen pre-World Cup, I think we've done well to maintain the gap to Man City after the World Cup. The energy, of course, with Jesus coming back is going to be boosted. I think that's a mental boost for the team. You know, I think certainly after Jesus got injured, there would have been a massive, massive hit to the confidence of the Arsenal side. We've come through this period mani- managing to maintain the five-point gap to City despite losing our main striker, which is very, very impressive and a credit to both inkettier and Trossard for fulfilling that spot whilst he's been absent and the club for, of course, getting in Um, Trossard as well and Jorginho to help us through this period but I think what's important obviously is that we just continue to take it one game at a time even though I'm being asked to predict the rest of the games but uh, yeah one game at a time for me and we will do as we do and we will see what ends up happening. Uh, Dan Roberts says Tom did you hear the Declan Rice news? Um, Is this the news that he's probably going to be leaving in the summer? Um, Let me have a quick look um i'm scrolling down twitter typing in Declan rice and i've not yet seen anything to suggest um (laughs) i mean if you're suggesting this is information that comes from indy kayla um on twitter they're not the most reliable of platforms i mean that's just what's popped up as i've scrolled this down um but who knows jacob steinberg to be fair uh was writing for the guardian he wrote in his piece that he is likely to join arsenal uh, if you read that the other day so that's what i saw the other day um let's go to boom 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 boom, boom. uh guna Legends says tom had we qualified for the champions league last season do you feel as though we would be in the position that we would find ourselves in it's impossible to know it is absolutely impossible to know it's easy to say no because then you'd be able to use more players in the group stage of that competition but it's it's impossible i there's no way i could know uh, if, if if we would have been in it's it's impossible so i'm sorry but to uh, uh i can't necessarily um commit to saying yes we would be in the same position or no because it's it's just, it's just impossible to know whether or not we would um Chris Summers says, could you imagine if we won the league at Wolverhampton, Ruben Nevers would have an absolute fit at the Celebrator? I love that. That's brilliant. Oh, that's given me a bit of an idea. Um, Yes, thank you for that, Chris. That's a fantastic point to make. Uh, Raph uh, says, why do you think we don't negotiate with clubs before the transfer window opens? Seems like we negotiate with players, agents, and then we get stumped at the club. Um, Two reasons, uh, or two responses to that one. Uh, One is the obvious that clubs refuse. Uh, if you're in the middle of a season and another club comes to you about one of your players, they're going to be like, go away. <laughs> why are you talking to us now? Wait until the transfer window opens. He's our player. He's playing here. and We, we don't want him to become unsettled. Uh, that's why the only way you really see clubs manage to agree things is because of release clauses. Very, very rarely do you see agreements between clubs for players, uh, especially at the top, top level between two top clubs, for instance, because they're just going to be like, go away. <laughs> Stop talking to us. Um, uh, the other response is regarding not the club, but certainly the representatives, Arsenal do their due diligence on players well ahead of the window opening. We were actually interested in Jesus and putting the groundwork in place for Jesus before the January window of last season. So before the whole Dusan Vlaovic drama, we were already discussing the potential for a Gabriel Jesus uh, signing uh, ahead of that January window, which is why I think it's a miscon uh, it's a misconception that we moved targets from Vlaovic to Jesus, and that's an example of Arsenal missing out on a primary target and going for, for Jesus. Arsenal were putting the groundwork in place for that Jesus deal well ahead of that January window where we were suddenly being linked heavily with Vlaovic. So, no, I don't necessarily think um, that that's... Accurate to say that it seems like we negotiate with players and then get stumped at the club because there's reasons why you don't negotiate with the club during the season. It's it's difficult, um, especially for massive transfers. And then secondly, we do do it. We do do our due diligence for players well ahead of time in terms of the agents and the player itself behind the scenes, is is my understanding of the situation. Um, Let's go to uh, Kivior. Mohamed says, I was surprised to see Kivior starting against Sporting uh, ahead of Holding, who I expect to start tomorrow. I also wish we signed Bernardo Silva and Madison. Um, (laughs) Mohamed just constantly wishing we signing this player and that player. Uh, On Kivior, you have to play him. You have to give players minutes. You have to give them some time in the in the team. I expect holding to start tomorrow as well with Gabriel at left centre back. I expect the the team. My expectation, and we'll have a preview tonight for you guys at 6 p.m. But my expectation, because we always do our desired lineups in the preview, not what we expect Arteta to do. I think it'll be Turner. Um, I think it'll be uh Tommy Asu, holding Gabriel Tierney Parte Xhaka. Um I think it'll be Erdegaard. I think it'll be Potentially Vieira on the right. Um, I think it will be Jesus up top and Martinelli uh, or Trossard on the left. I think that's what it would be. Um, that's my prediction. But I think I would rather go for something different than that. But that's what I think that it will be. Um, let's go to Paul. Uh, Paul says, is your microphone sending a subliminal message? R-Odegaard. Now, some people have said that I should have covered up the R. I disagree because if I cover up the R of um it completely negates the joke so the fact that it's it's for those that have just tuned in this is a rode microphone stands but it just makes sense um to use uh to use the rode guard so no i cannot get rid of the r it wouldn't make any sense if I did, because it would just take away from the joke of it all. Um, let's go to... <laughs> are you guys laughing at Dudu in the ch-? Goodness me. <laughs> you need to grow up. Grow up, you little children. Um, Aditya says, Tom, should we sign One on a free transfer? No. Um, Paul says, since uh, Tudor moved to Marseille, Tavares has gone from left-back to right-wing-back. He's looked completely lost. Why did he do this? I think it's because there are options. At right. Has Klaus been injured? Uh, Kloss I think is the guy's name and let me have a quick look has he been playing at right because I feel like he's switched um, sides and not played just specifically at right wing but I might be wrong Um, let's have a quick look he played left wing back against Strasbourg and that's the game in which he was really heavily criticised for. So, um, no, uh, he's only played at right back three times, 22 times at left wing back. So, you know, I don't think it's necessarily because of that. But I do think that Tudor is a pretty poor coach uh, in fairness. So there you go. The real Odegaard is the real deal. Yes, that's probably the potential way to move things forwards. Um <laughs> i have said doo-doo a lot apparently in this show i i don't care it's 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 still it's grammatically correct to still say it i'm going to put it out there you can still say that and it still works grammatically uh raf says think of nkunku uh release clause think of pulisic Kanate, Gakpo. ironically that three of those players uh, all come from germany um Gakpo even they completed those deals prior we done it with podolsky if you remember as well interesting though because it seems it annoys clubs by part by passing them um Germany slightly different. And I think there are certain things in Germany that clubs are more open to those discussions. Werner of course was a buyout clause and Kunku has a buyout clause. Um, Pulisic. I'm not sure if he had a buyout clause, but obviously that deal was done. That deal was done in January and they signed him on, they signed him and they loaned him back. Did they not? So I don't know if Pulisic counts. Canate, not sure how that Canate deal was, was done. Um, Gakpo was announced, I think, a few days before the opening of the January transfer window. And I think, I mean, I might be wrong and I don't want to be wrong, so I don't being wrong. But let me just quickly check PSV on transfer marks because I have a suspicion they may have been in a winter break after the World Cup. Let me just quickly check uh, fixtures, fixtures by competition. Did they play in December? Um No, they didn't. So, Raph, the reason why Gakpo moved was because PSV weren't playing in December after the World Cup. They didn't start playing again until January 7th. So, I think Gakpo's last game was on November 12th. Uh, Yes, it was. Um, It was on November 12th in a 1-0 loss to AZ Alkmaar. And then when they returned to action on January 7th, he was, of course, a um a Liverpool player. So no, it doesn't it doesn't work in the same way because there was an international there was a, a winter break. So Gakpo, I don't think works. Pulisic, I don't think works because it was a January sign and then was loaned back. Um and then uh, Nkunku was a buyout clause. So the only one I don't know enough about is Kanate. Uh, Liverpool signed Canate. Let me have a quick check on that one. Um, Ibrahim of signs for Liverpool. Liverpool have signed centre-back Ibrahim of after agreeing to pay his £36 release clause. So, again, it's a release clause. Um, So that's why it works. All four of those examples, um, there are reasons why they were negotiated or completed ahead of the window opening and they are not things that Arsenal aren't privy to. Um, so there you go. Um, let's go to Francois. It says Edu and Arteta know exactly how to proceed with the business. I don't really want to speculate when it comes to transfers and deals. They know what they are doing so far and who they uh, and who they want. What are your thoughts? Yeah, of course. I mean, I haven't had too much criticisms about Arsenal's business in the transfer window. The only thing that I've ever had uh, criticisms of is the January window of last season. Um, we should have done stuff and because it cost us in the end and obviously the summer transfer window we probably should have gone for a midfielder sooner um but it's not necessarily affected us too much at all um but i think that yeah we we should have we should have done it um i think we're going to finish things there uh thank you so much guys for tuning in really appreciate your time um and tuning in as always i might be live on the arsenal way this morning um and then, of course, tomorrow is the game. I'll be there. I'm very excited to be going. No trains. Uh, if you are planning on going to the game tomorrow night and you're coming in from outside London, please make sure you trek your travel. There are train strikes about, so you'll need to make sure that you do that. Um, I'm certainly going to be driving into to London, which is going to be uh, a pain. The last time I tried to drive into London, it took me three hours So not particularly looking forward to that, um, but hopefully it goes a lot smoother than it did last time. And uh, I'll be back tonight, 6pm UK time, with a preview show for the sporting game. So do make sure you do indeed tune in for that. We've got Mikel Arteta's press conference this afternoon as well, taking place mid-afternoon, I'm told. So that's when that will be taking place with a player as well. So we should be hearing from one of the Arsenal players Two, um thank you so much guys for tuning in really appreciate all the support that you bring and of course with our merchandise that you continue to buy as i said if you do end up getting one and it arrives please send in or tweet me um your tgt caps and please tag the arsenal foundation and cancer mcmillan support as well who all of the the proceeds uh, that i would have got from these go to those charities so make sure you get involved with that i'll see you again very soon on a fantastic wednesday and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute